Hi, I'm Cassie, and welcome to our podcast, Unveiled, Real Talk for Real People. While I am a licensed clinical social worker, licensed in the state of Indiana, I can't give you any advice about your particular struggles. Anything that is discussed in this podcast are generalities not meant to specifically advise you. The information discussed here is intended to be educational and inspirational. If you are seeking professional support, message either myself or Stephanie, and we can help you locate a therapist in your state. Or you can talk to your doctor or trusted friends, or use a directory such as Psychology Today or the Center for Apostolic Counseling. And again, we hope you enjoy this episode of Unveiled. Welcome to our podcast, Unveiled. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about developing healthy coping skills. Cassie, you are the therapist, so as always, you seem to start kind of describing (laughs) a little bit, but obviously it's about coping skills. Do you happen to know like a brief maybe definition of what coping skills are? So coping skill is something you can utilize when you're really struggling that doesn't involve you like isolating, and it can be a form of self-care. So a coping skill can be something as like simple as reading a book or going to take a shower, um, reaching out to a friend, doing a puzzle, just something that helps you cope with what's going on in a healthy versus an unhealthy way. Because there's also unhealthy coping skills as well. <gasps> no. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Let's start with the positive. Let's give them something positive to yes. talk about before, you know, we go into, like, this negative, yes. like, unhealthy. We don't want to focus on unhealthy coping skills with this episode. No, we do want to tell you Yes, a we're going to tell them. you a little bit about them because not our main focus. Yes, because even something as, like, a healthy coping skill can turn into an unhealthy coping skill. You know, so we do need to talk about that, how to keep a healthy coping skill healthy yeah, yeah without it becoming true. unhealthy. That's true. That's true. You know, um, what's one of your coping skills? Mine is um, I love to read books and watching movies yeah, yeah. and doing puzzles. Now, here's something before we really get dig, in, dig into it is this is not just coping skills for eating disorders, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression. It's kind of coping skills for mental health. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, there's some that I think are better for anxiety, depression, and eating disorders. Yes. I think there's a few that are different for each. But I, I think my personal opinion, the therapist can correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think they all kind of can help with everything in general. Yes, absolutely. I think each coping skill can play off of each other and help with whatever it is you're going through, whether it's depression, anxiety, an eating disorder, trauma, whatever it is, each so coping skill can help. What's your main coping skill you said? Um, I have three main coping skills, which are reading, puzzles, and movies. Oh, nice, nice. Any any book you're reading? Um, right now I'm reading a lot of historical fiction. <laughs> nice. I love historical fiction. So. so if you've also been around me recently, you also know that I've talked about this book with like these people based out of like Louisiana and all this like fire and police vis- investigating mystery murder. Oh yes, it came from Cassie. So blame her if you've been around me and I've like told you to go read this series because it's an amazing series. <laughs> it is an amazing series, but I'm also finished with that series, so I moved on to some historical fiction. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and you said movies? Movies, yep. Anything interesting? Um, I love to watch Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite movie to turn to. That's funny. Not mine. Not mine. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. No. It's just not mine. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
Pride and Prejudice is not a movie for everybody. Uh, no, it's a no. classic movie. The language is interesting. Like, And when I say the language is interesting, it's like that 1700s type language. It's not bad language. <laughs> it's that old language, good, the way people catch. used to talk. Good catch. She caught herself right there before <laughs> anybody else could pitch the ball back. Yes. Foul play on the play. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, and your third one, what was the other one? Puzzles. Puzzles, that's right. <clears throat> that's right. Working on one? I am working on one. Nice. nice. It's a snowy owl. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yes. So, reading is definitely one of mine. Um, journal is another one. I write galore. Um, journaling is a, a good one. And, uh, working out is. And I think that one can also go into the unhealthy category Absolutely. as well. I think you have to be really careful. And we can talk a little bit about that one a little bit later as to why it can be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with like an eating disorder, unhealthy relationship with it. Um, but yeah, writing is definitely my favorite one to yeah. do. It's how I kind of get my emotions like out of out of myself, you know. Sometimes I can't say the right words, and if this is not your first time listening to this to this podcast, you can tell that I <laughs> stumble over words or can't say words correctly. So that's not new to you. Um, if you're joining us, you will find out very soon that that's something that happens quite often. Cassie's all prim and proper over there, and I'm from <laughs> the deep south, and sometimes I talk like I talk like a southerner. So, but. You know, I think it goes to show our differences, though. Absolutely. She's a Midwestern born and raised. So we'll forgive her for that. <laughs> I'll teach her how to make grits one day. And if you, you know, don't I've know never tried to... grits. Oh, oh, man. My southern heart just broke and it's on the ground. Oh, all you southern people out there, please eat some grits and teach people how to make them. I was asked once, you know, what is a grit? I, can't, I was like, you can't have one grit. It's grits. There is an S on the end of that sentence. <laughs> so please remember that in the future, everybody. Anyways, back to coping skills before yes. we go down any more rabbit holes. <laughs> um, yeah, journaling is definitely one of my absolute favorites. I think that's a good one. Yeah, and I don't. I have. I'm. Pr- I'm sure I have others. I think this is like my worst topic for me in general because mm-hmm. like I can't remember what all I do yeah until in the moment yeah now one of them and I don't know if this is a coping skill or not Cassie so I'm a the therapist could tell you yes or no on this one I like the grounding technique oh yeah and um Cassie can you explain a little bit more because I, I don't think I would do it justice yeah so there's like several different ways you can ground yourself but my favorite grounding technique to use is you know look at look at your environment what are what's one thing you can touch one thing you can see one thing you can taste one thing you can smell and one thing you can hear so it utilizes all five of your senses and it kind of brings you back to reality kind of back in the moment of okay I can I took my moment now I can focus on what I need to do yeah. So I think that's really good. That's a really good grounding technique. Now is that, that is that considered a coping skill? Absolutely. Oh, awesome. That's my favorite though. Yes. And that's I, that's like for me my general like I think that's like anxiety. Mm-hmm. I would place that in my anxiety, whether it's for anxiety yeah. in general. I don't. Know. And some people even do it the opposite. Some people will do like what are five things I can see, four things I can taste, three things I can smell two things I can see and one thing I can hear. Like some people will do it that way as well. And I think, you know, I think adjusting it to fit your needs in the moment is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, you need to do 
one of each or you need to do five of each or you count backwards from five. Yeah. I think my biggest one is um, sometimes I don't do all of it. Mm-hmm. I do just, you know, certain ones. Yeah. You know, they, they help me. And then there's sometimes where, like, my anxiety is, is super high. Um, and I really don't use this much anymore just because mm-hmm. my anxiety is, like, really leveled off. Yeah. Which, praise the Lord. And if you've <laughs> never had anxiety, bless you. Yes. Bless you. Because then you'd have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, An- it, yeah. Like, Another good grounding exercise to do is get a packet of, like, ice oh. <laughs> and put it on your head. And it resets, like, your brain reset, Like, it shocks your brain and resets your brain receptors. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> I hate that one. See, and I have people that love it. I hate that one. I absolutely do. Like, I'll never forget the first time that my first therapist did it. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, because you're like, close your eyes and put it on your head. And I'm like, no, I don't close my eyes with people. Or, yeah, or some people will just step outside into the freezing cold with just a short sleeve shirt on. Like, yeah, these are people that have grown up in the Midwest and in the in the like North, not not a Southern. It's cold. It's cold. We're not going out there. Getting my coat, <laughs> my hood, my everything. Like, you should see me. But yeah, but the cold does reset something in your brain to yeah. where you can reprocess and rethink through things. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I really didn't think about it just because I had a bad, like, it wasn't a bad experience. Yeah. I just, it wasn't something that I liked, but I'm cold yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Um, and some people, that's a good one, and some people, that's not. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing about coping skills, that there's mm-hmm. so many coping skills yeah. that you, you can pick and choose what, mm-hmm. what works best for you. Yes. You know, like, Cassie does, you know, the puzzles and movies, as whereas I, you know, write and work out those, you mm-hmm. know. Those kind of coping skills. What's another coping skill, Cassie? Um, another good coping skill I like to use is definitely um, exercise. That you know can be a good one when it's done in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know some people will exercise to avoid, but you don't want to avoid. You need to take a minute, you know, your coping skills really just to take a minute, readjust your thought process, and then go back to whatever's going on to address it. But, and you know, and all of these coping skills we're talking about can turn out, you know, can turn into unhealthy coping skills. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times when we're struggling with something, oh, it's okay. I'm just, I don't need to deal with it. (laughs) I'm going to avoid it. So then we go exercise for two hours yeah just to avoid this just to avoid the situation you know I think with my it kind of lets me take if I'm frustrated aggravated or anything of Mm -hmm. that nature it it takes that moment where okay I can run or work out and move on with my day because I've got okay I got the frustration out now I can go back and talk to this person Mm -hmm. assess this and I've gotten my frustration instead of using words that I'm going to say they're negative, mean, you know, any yeah. of those natures where I'm going to have to go back and apologize to that person where I was able to go punch the punching bag and, yeah, know, or get on the treadmill and walk or, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because, like, for me, exercise used to be my only coping skill, and I would walk for miles. Mm-hmm. I think I walked maybe 15, 20 miles a day. Because I didn't want to deal with what was going on in my environment. So exercise was my way of avoiding it. 
And if I walked 15 to 20 miles, by the time I got back home, it was time for bed. Yeah, and I think that's where it moves into that unhealthy coping mm-hmm. skill. It's no longer a good coping skill and helping you. It's now you are using it to avoid everything, and you are now going further, mm-hmm. especially with people, you know, who are in recovery for eating disorders or anything yeah. of that nature. So, like, I, I have recently gone back and started working out at the gym and stuff, and I love it. Like, that's something yeah. I remember when I first time coming back, I realized, wow, I remember why I loved this so much, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just something I like, but I have a whole plan in place and a whole game. Yeah, me and my therapist have talked about it and everything in general. Yeah. And so, but I have one hour, and that's it. I have to clock in with a friend and clock out with that same friend, and and it's a trust factor, you know. And if she doesn't believe that I'm really there, she will call and and say, "Hey, I want to see where you're at," you know. So it's that whole trust factor. But I have that one strict hour that I'm only allowed to be in the gym because before, when I was in my darkest moments of eating disorder. I would spend, you know, so many hours at the gym, go to mm-hmm. work, and then go run, you know, 10 yeah. miles and stuff. And that's yeah. where it became unhealthy for me. And, yeah, and it's really hard for me to exercise, like, unless I have a person. Because otherwise, I know where my limits are. And I know if I don't have someone I'm exercising with, I will go and go and go for hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then that – and then I'm going to circle back to, like, my puzzles. So whenever I was in recovery from my eating disorder, I knew I couldn't exercise – as much because I was trying to recover, trying to regain weight, trying to get healthy again, but I still wanted to avoid my problems. So I would spend hours with movies and my puzzles. And I was like, I was at a point where I was probably turning out like three and four, 500 to a thousand piece puzzles a month. <laughs> like that's how many puzzles I would do. And there were some weeks where I would probably do like two or three, 500 piece puzzles in the same week. Because I was still trying to avoid dealing with the trauma that surrounded my eating disorder. Yeah, yeah. So instead of really dealing with the trauma, you ended up just avoiding the trauma with puzzles. So it wasn't exactly. the exercise, so you moved the coping skill over to puzzles. To puzzles. And now I'm yeah. back to where I can do puzzles in a healthy way, but exercise is still something that's very tricky. Yeah, and that's where, you know, and that's where my plan, like I had mm-hmm. to have, my therapist was like, you have to have a plan in place in order for me to be, okay, you can go. And there's other details, you know, I go along with this yeah. plan and stuff. And so it's, it, do I love the gym? Absolutely. I love oh, working yeah. out. I love lifting weights. I love, and working you know, out is amazing. Oh, like. yeah. Yeah, it gets the adrenaline going too. It definitely does. And working out is really good. But yeah. you've got to make sure it stays healthy mm-hmm. and doesn't turn into unhealthy. And you have to make sure it stays healthy and it's not taking time away from your other responsibilities. Yeah. And you're using it in a healthy way and not avoiding. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that one. Um, another one I like to do is, um, and this I only do this every so often, mm-hmm. it costs money. So it's not something I do all the time. <laughs> but especially I do when my like brain won't shut off. And, and if you know me, I am someone who, even, like, when people are talking, my brain is still, like, going. I don't like silence. I don't like awkward silence. Even at my house, noise has to be on. Mm-hmm. I can't just walk around my house with no noise on. Even at night, like, I have something playing. But I'm not this white type of noise, you know, that, like, rain or the... Oh, yeah, the white noise. Yeah, I can't stand the white noise stuff. That just creeps me out. And so I like <laughs> the... I like music or plays or, you know, stuff going on in the background. But, so... um. A place to float is what the place is called. 
And it's those float tanks. Have you seen those float tanks, Cassie? Yes, I remember you showing oh, yeah. me a picture of the one you did. I want to do one. I have not done one. Oh, my goodness. A best thing ever in life. There's one in downtown Indianapolis. And if you don't know exactly what, like, the, the float tank is, it is a massive, like, pool. And it's got, like, a lid you close on top of you. Don't worry. You can get out. It doesn't lock. You have the system inside to open it up. So you're not locked in. Um, and... You go into a private room, completely private, wet service. There's no one in there with you. Um, they walk you through when the first time you go, but you, you're not, you don't have to change clothes or anything. And you, they lock the door so you can have your privacy. And again, you have the lock on your side. But so the tank is full of, of water. And I want to say it's like oh, a thousand pounds of Epsom salt or over a thousand pounds. It's oh, wow. a lot of Epsom salt. It is to replicate the Dead Sea. So you can't sink in this pool whatsoever because of the salt content. Um, and so you literally just float. You are just f- floating. Um, and it is absolutely amazing. I am someone who does not, like, just, like, relax and, like, be quiet. I fell asleep. They spent an hour in this thing, and I was literally asleep in the water. <laughs> I was, like, out cold. It was absolutely wonderful. But, like, that was probably my best. Like, I'm when I did it, it was that moment of, like, I was just really mm-hmm. tense. Work was absolutely nuts, crazy. I needed a day yeah. off from work. And I actually did it in the middle of the week. Um, yeah, I took I took a Wednesday I remember off. you did. Yes, yeah. I remember you did that. Uh, yeah, so I actually took a day off in the middle of the week. And, no, that's not wrong. I don't think that's wrong at all because we do. We all need those moments. Yeah. I mean, so, you have PTO time at work. Use it. Use it, yes. Um, and I, I need that. My job was just absolutely going crazy and I was losing mm-hmm. my mind and so I needed to step away in the middle of the week and do that and so but I remember coming back feeling so refreshed yeah you know and I did it early in the morning and it was just my whole the rest of the day was like so uh, it was relaxing so <laughs> no would it be good for someone who is claustrophobic no I don't think so at all now they do have apparently this place is not but there is apparently like open tanks okay where they're just it's just a pool Mm-hmm. One, like one of those like spa type of pools, yeah. you know, and it's the same concept. You turn the lights off in the room because it's dark, so they it's dark. Um, but yeah, so I would definitely if you're claustrophobic, I would I would make sure I rec- I would make sure I found ones that are not a closed one. That's a good point. That's what <laughs> yes. you need to be is claustrophobic, and I recommend you go to a float tank. <laughs> and not but that. it could also help you with your claustrophobia too. That's the therapy. Sometimes, yeah. That's not them for me. Sometimes exposure therapy is the best way. Yeah, no, no, no. No. It is. It really is. I just, I hate exposure therapy. I think therapy should be inside the four walls. Just let me be. My first therapist loved loved exposure therapy, and I hated every minute of it. Towards the end of with her, I was like, okay, this is okay. This works. This works. Yes. Doesn't mean I like it. Do you do exposure therapy? I don't. I mean, well, in a roundabout way, I do. Um, I don't actually take the clients to the environment that they're scared of or put them in that situation. But I do have them played in their minds, like play it in their memories, like they're watching a movie of a time when they were in that and have them feel all the emotions they felt. Oh, that was another one I was horrible at. Like, yes. I, was, I remember she, she had asked me, my first therapist had asked me to describe the scene of, like, a forest. What do I see? Trees? What, what's on the ground? There's a flower. What color is? I don't know. Like, I couldn't give her that. I think that was the only time we ever did that. <laughs> I think 
she tried so hard and it was nope moving yeah. on yeah exposure therapy is not for everybody no it, it does it does work it does I do work agree with that because it definitely showed me some you know my first rural exposure therapy showed me a whole like different ball game yes so that so. does work and that's a, that's a great topic for you know some some other later episodes yeah. as well you know, and some of these things we talk about, you know, because we, ch- we chase rabbits. And it's really not Cassie. It's really me. I chase rabbits. <laughs> and then I just follow. And she does. And so sometimes she's good at, like, let's get back on track. Yeah. If you listen to it, she'll, she's trying to get me back on track. Um, so, but there is some things that we talk about you'll hear later on in other episodes. So. Absolutely, for sure. So, so maybe yeah. that's one we'll go into deeper later yeah, on. Absolutely. You know, another one is um, the breathing exercises, mm-hmm. too. Yes. Oh, breathing exercises are so awesome. <laughs> Explain a little bit what that is because we all breathe. Yeah. So, like, so breathing, it's like breathing intentionally. So like you can look it up on YouTube. You can find apps on your phone. And, you know, my favorite app to use is the um, – Hold on. She's looking it up. Yes. Give me a second. I should have had it pulled up. <laughs> Sometimes we have to, like, look our stuff up. We don't always remember everything. <laughs> but I wasn't even thinking about this either. <laughs> but, okay, so my favorite app to use is the Better Sleep app. <clears throat> and I especially like to use it at night. And usually on the nights when I use it, I notice I'm out within, like, five minutes. And you can find, you know, breathing exercises that last for one minute and some that go for two hours or more. Wow. So, because it takes me a while to fall asleep, I choose the two-hour ones, <laughs> but I've noticed that on the nights when I use it, I do fall asleep within, like, five minutes, and when I wake up, my phone's, like, on a different breathing exercise than the one I had initially selected. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. So, two things, Cassie. One, yeah. we're definitely not uh, necessarily promoting this yes. app, uh, just because we're, we're not, you know, we're not getting paid or anything from it. This is just something Cassie uses, so we don't yes. have a copyright to it or anything of that nature. But is it free? Does it cost? Um, is it for iPhone, Samsung? Give us a little bit more detail. I on believe that. so. It whoops. I believe it is free, but you can also pay and have more selections as well. You can pay a monthly fee, and they give you more choices, more options. Because another thing I like about it is you choose what sleep meditation you want to do. And then you choose, like, the music style you want. So do you want to have birds chirping in the background? Do you want to have raindrops? Do you want to have a thunderstorm going? Do you want forest noises? So that's the one thing I love about it is you get to choose, like, the background noises while this person's talking and encouraging you to breathe and go just into this other place. But you can use it and not have to pay. You can use it and not have to pay just if you pay, you just have limited access. But if you pay for it, I think it's like maybe five dollars a month. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. So if you pay for it, then you have more choices. You have more like sleep meditations to choose from, and you also have access to more background noises to add into the music. Nice, nice. And that was better sleep. Mm-hmm. It's Maybe really I'll interesting. It. Yes, it's I won't really do the bird chirp in the. Nope. <laughs> it's really interesting. I love it. So. Can you explain a little bit like what what a breathing exercise is exactly? Yeah. So breathing exercise is like focusing on your breath. So it might be just like take a few slow, deep breaths, and picture yourself maybe, I'll say in a forest. And picture yourself, you know, close your eyes. What do you see in this forest? 
as you're breathing. So just continue to breathe slowly and deeply, like inhaling and exhaling <laughs> every couple seconds. And if you guys didn't catch it, as soon as she started talking about it, she went like in therapist mode and she got real quiet and she was, you, you can yes. tell she just switched entire like brain sets from like outside of therapy yes. to inside therapy. It was really, <laughs> so you, you, you'll have to go back and listen to it because you really, you, you could tell the whole entire, like, it was like a whole I get into it. voice. I do a lot of mindfulness and breathing <laughs> in my therapy sessions, especially with some of the therapy methods I'm trained in. They require, it, you know, requires you to just go into this other place <laughs> and talk in this soft voice, but. I mean, you can hear it, absolutely. <laughs> breathing exercises are amazing. 100% recommend. <laughs> Um, another one that I really like is the getting outside one, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just being in nature. Now, <laughs> let me rephrase this. Not in the winter. I like this in the <laughs> spring and summer and fall. But you don't want to go outside not. in the winter? No, no. You don't no. want to walk in like 12 inches of snow? No. Not that we get 12 inches of snow around here. Now, now if we get 12 inches of snow, I'm blaming Cassie on <laughs> Knock um, on wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm not the cold. Mm-mm. Um. <laughs> No, but I do like going to like the nature parks or yeah. Like, I don't. So I work out at a gym, but I do not run at a gym. I hate running on the treadmill. Now I walk on a treadmill. I take that thing and hike that climb up and and get it going <laughs> at four you know miles per hour. And and someone once told me four miles per hour on a treadmill. Oh, that's slow. I want to see you walk four miles per hour on like a five point five incline. And you oh yeah. Me that's slow. Then come back to me. That's that's not slow, people. Four miles per hour walking. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I like running at the parks and stuff. Um, that's where I like to. That's where I enjoy running and yeah. so being out in the nature and stuff, and then seeing you know God's creation. And I like finding new parks. Mm-hmm. And pretty, I love you know the state parks we have here. We have two, and and they're both just absolutely gorgeous. I think my favorite is Eagle Creek, and Ooh. well, I'll, I'll take Cassie there um, this summer. I don't think you have you been. I have not been there yet. Yeah, so it's it's my favorite. Uh, actually, my work we take a lot of our clients to it. It's just it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, you can canoe there and oh cool paddleboard and stuff like that. And so, um, do, what about you? Do you like going out in the nature and stuff? Um, I've never really spent a lot of time out in nature, but I also grew up in an area where there wasn't much of a chance <laughs> to spend in nature. Um. But I do love being outdoors. Like, there's something about the outdoors that relaxes you and calms you. And I love hearing the birds chirp. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing squirrels run across the path. Oh, that's funny. Just squirrels. We don't need no snakes. Yes, just, no, no snakes. I would probably scream and run if I saw a snake. <laughs> there was a place that I actually ran out, and then there was a baby snake that came, and I haven't been back in four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I won't go back. So, so yeah. I do love being outdoors, though. I think it's... I love I love it, like the hiking and things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love finding trails and just, you know, getting out in nature, yes. which is so funny and ironic now. As a kid, I loved nature as a kid, mm-hmm. but I didn't like getting dirty. Yes. And I still am not the biggest fan of, like, let's get rolling in the mud. Yeah. You know, I'm still not going out and camping outside. Yes. I'm really excited because I'm supposed to be going to Colorado this summer, so I cannot wait to spend time in the mountains. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So I'm lo- really looking forward to that. Like, It'll be good. It'll be good. I'll just be jealous sitting in here. So, <laughs> you know, just be jealous. It's okay. <laughs> you know, go to one of the states that I have on my bucket list. I have not been to Colorado myself. That's okay. So. Nobody asked your opinion. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's on my bucket list too. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. It it'll will. be a lot of fun. 
Colorado's got some really cool things and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's got my favorite, like, I love looking at the parks and stuff in Colorado. Those are, like, my dream hiking things. I love that. To go hiking in Colorado. Yes. I also want to jump out of an airplane over Colorado, so that'll be fun, too. Uh, You're on your own with that one. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know me, I'm a thrill seeker, so jumping out of a plane is, like, my... And it takes everything I have just to get on a roller coaster, so... (laughs) And I, I have been, like, everything at Cedar Point multiple times. Yeah. And stuff, which Cedar Point is, you know, got the most roller coasters. It's it's my favorite park. I don't remember all the stats anymore. I used to could spit off the stats for it. But, yeah, I'm definitely a thrill seeker. I think that's, like, one of my coping skills, too, is during the summer I have to go to a park. Yeah. You know, to release those endorphins. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, what's another one that you have, like, a coping skill, Cassie? Um, Another coping skill I have is... I love to spend time with my dog. So I think, you know, and if you don't have, if you have a pet, I think you'll understand where it's coming from. But especially if you're single and you don't have kids, you don't have a spouse, like that dog, you know, gives you a sense of purpose and it makes you feel like you have something to take care of because you have someone that depends on you and that relies on you. And even just like the feel of their fur is soft. And that's like another grounding thing too. Just like feel the soft fur of your dog. And that can kind of help also bring things back into perspective. Yeah. So I think pets are awesome because they can give you that sense of purpose. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. That is really good. You know, I enjoy being around my cats and stuff. And so that is a very like helpful thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yes, cats can be yes. sensitive too. And it also, and if you like to talk to yourself, it also makes you feel like you're not talking to yourself. It makes you feel like you're talking to someone because I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> and remember the saying: so. if you answer yourself, you're a little crazy. Yeah. So, so I talk sure to myself all the time. <laughs> I talk to myself all the time. So I when think I'm everybody not, really does. Yeah. Especially people who live, you know, alone, Loves or alone single, yeah. or anything like that. So at least with my dog there, I feel like I'm talking more to someone even though my dog has no clue what I'm saying (laughs) or she might who knows yeah who really who really knows what's going on who really knows what pets understand I feel like pets understand a lot more than we give them credit for absolutely I think another one that I like is when I need to change my mindset and things Mm -hmm. you know find something new to do oh yeah that's a good one finding a new skill a new activity you know something like that like recently I picked back up um painting I did painting way 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 years ago and I'm not going to tell you my age at all but I was like (laughs) 10 when I was painting and stuff um um, so that was a while ago that's sad but anyways uh, so I kind of picked up painting again and doing a little not necessarily the same kind of painting that it was when I was 10 you know um but doing more crafts and stuff like that so I picked up that kind of skill as well I feel like that's something you know try something new to yeah. you know to help see your mind off yeah and I see you know a coping skill and maybe your coping skill is none of the ones we've talked about today maybe it's something completely different and that's okay a coping skill is supposed to be something that helps you when you're in the middle of whatever it is that's going on so whether it's any of the ones that we've talked about on this episode or whether it's something completely different than the ones we've talked about mm-hmm. yeah. I think you know that's okay. Whatever helps you, as long as you're not avoiding the problem. Yeah, that's a good yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't you can't just use it to avoid anything. Yeah. It's okay to step away from the situation. Oh yeah, it definitely for a is. Moment, 
You know, I think sometimes we think we have to handle it right now, right then. No, it's okay to say, hey, I need a moment. I'll come back to you. You Yes. Especially in situations where you're not being treated, you know, fairly Mm -hmm. or anything of that nature. You know, you need those moments to calm yourself down so you don't say anything you would regret or or react to yourself in a bad way. And it's also okay to say this is a topic that's off limits. Yeah. Like, if, especially if they bring something up that you can't talk about, especially with that person, it's okay to tell them, like, this topic is off limits and then walk away. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, 100% agree on mm-hmm. that aspect. You have every right to tell them no. Exactly, you do. And that, and that doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't. You can tell them no. It could be your parents. It could be your sister, you know. Mm-hmm. It could be your best friend. Absolutely. Like You could tell them, you know, and it could even be your therapist. Exactly. Trust me, I've done it. Um, <laughs> so it can, it can be your therapist. Yeah. You know, and you can tell them, hey, I really just don't want to talk about it right now. Let, can we talk about it at a later date? Absolutely. And, and they respect that. You know, I don't think, I think a good therapist will respect that boundary. Yeah. Um, I think they'll respect that and they'll understand that. And then when you're ready, mm-hmm. you bring it up with them. Yeah, I think you have to be ready to process. Yeah, because if you're not ready to process it and they push you to process it, it's not going to help. Yeah, I th- I, my personal opinion, I think it would do more harm than good. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to do more harm than good. It's going to make things worse for you. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ready to process through it. Yeah, I totally agree. So what's one of the worst coping skills that you could think of to do? Besides workouts, we've talked a little bit more about workout, but Ooh. what's another one that you think would be just, that you could take from being good to, like, turning it? Um. Ooh, I had made her think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, let's see. We've already talked about exercise. I talked about puzzles. Mm -hmm. Sleep is another one that can turn into unhealthy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a big sign of, like, depression. It for sure is. It doesn't Um, mean everybody with depression sleeps all the time. Right, no. (laughs) Yeah. I did not sleep all the time. Yeah. I barely slept. I mean, and don't get me wrong. We need sleep. Yeah. We absolutely need sleep. Because if we don't get sleep, you don't function. But there is a thing as too much sleep. And, like, have you ever slept until, like, you know, gone to bed at 10 p.m. and then slept until noon the next day, and you woke up feeling just as tired as you were when you mm-hmm. went to bed that night before? Yeah. Because your like, body didn't know what to do with Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think sleep can be another coping skill that can turn into unhealthy. Yeah. So, you have a, to be very careful with that, too. Yeah. That's a good one, because you just don't, you don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And in our sleep, like, we don't have to think. We don't have to process. So I think that's why we turn to sleep a lot. Yeah, I think so, too. Because it's like your brain just shuts off. Yeah. And I think, like, with with me, whereas I didn't sleep during my depression, I, like, Mm -hmm. constantly moved. I constantly was, like, going and and getting and things like that. And so, like, I I didn't sleep. I I wouldn't allow my brain to, like, so, like, sleeping pills became my my Mm -hmm. That's I had to sleep in order to take sleeping pills. You know, and so, like, they ended up becoming that mode. And then I slept yeah. too much because I would take too much. Yeah. So, be careful on your sleep also. Yeah, that's a good one. So, anything else you want to add to this episode, Cassie? I don't think so. I think we covered all the coping skills. Um, just find what works for you and utilize it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, any coping skill, mm-hmm. 
isn't going to work. Like exactly. Me and Cassie have different ones that really work for us. Exactly. You know, so everybody's going to be different. There is so many different coping skills. Yes. And it could be a clinical one to a not clinical one where you're yeah. taking a bath and bubble bath. I'm taking a bubble bath. Exactly. You know. Oh, baths are amazing. Uh, absolutely. Bubble baths are my favorite. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, love the bath bombs. <sighs> Those are awesome. Love them. Um, so they can, <clears throat> it can be from clinical to non-clinical. You mm-hmm. just need to make sure that they are a healthy yes. thing. And don't For take sure. them to the extreme. Yes. Some do, some I feel like you might not be able to, but then there is the ones that you There are the ones. You know, like a bath. I mean, the water's only going to stay hot for so long. I know. It's pretty sad. It is really yeah. sad. Um, so, but yeah. So, thank you so much for joining Cassie and I on this episode. Yes. I hope you stay tuned for the following episode coming up. So, have a good night.